Hey, how's it going? This is Andrew from Do Inbound, and welcome to episode 85 of Inbound Agency Journey. This week, I'm excited to bring on Jeremy Knight. Jeremy's the owner of Equinet Media. They're an inbound and content marketing agency in Bedford, UK. And in this conversation, Jeremy and I dig deep into improving yourself, improving your team, and tightening your processes while you go through the journey. Two big takeaways from this interview are the lessons that Jeremy learned implementing the EOS after reading Traction and Get a Grip, and then ultimately working with an implementation partner. And then from that journey, doubling down and becoming an agile inbound agency and working with a partner to help them implement agile methodology in the way they deliver their inbound services. Now, Jeremy's the first to admit this is a learning experience, and he doesn't feel like they've completely mastered it yet, but the takeaway that I have after talking with Jeremy is that owners should never stop innovating, never stop moving forward, never stop trying things out, because you just never know what the next big breakthrough will be for you and for your team. So without further ado, here we go. Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. Jeremy, welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. I'm really excited to have you on here and can't wait to hear your full story and excited for the audience to hear it as well. But before we jump into that, do you want to introduce yourself and share a little bit about your background that got you where you are today? Sure. Thanks for inviting me on, Andrew. Um, well, I've had a bit of an interesting journey uh, quite some time ago. I sold quarter of a million records and had a, a career in music, uh, which didn't last. <laughs> um, and that turned into quite a long career in B2B publishing, uh, where after several years became more and more frustrated with publishers a relationship with technology or rather their reticence to use it and so left and set up Equinet Media off the back of the idea that I could uh, turn clients into publishers harnessing new technologies like microsites and newsletters and and my uh, 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 experience of creating content and have people create content was really helpful in doing that so I set up uh, Equinet seven and a half years ago now Wow. And yeah. So, so now you just brushed over this, but a, a quarter of a million records. Were <laughs> <laughs> you, would you have a band? Are you a musician? Were you just selling the records? What's the story there? Well, uh, the, the, the story is of a, a young guy of 19 who leaves England, turns up in Paris with a guitar, a pair of Dr. Martin boots he'd painted pink because he hated skinheads. And, with a trunk full of uh, classic novels because he hadn't had a full education and thought that was the way to go about it and uh, was busking to survive under the Arc de Triomphe and met an Italian busker and a Scottish busker. I was in a couple of bands and then the buskers, those other two I just mentioned, we ended up meeting a guy called Eve Desca, you're too young to remember a, a song called Move Closer by Phyllis <laughs> Nelson. But Eve Desco was the guy who produced that song. And he 
Uh, went off to New York to do that and left us with a 24-track studio in Paris for several months. And uh, we produced a whole album. And uh, that, that carried on for several years. Um, it was quite a trip. Wow. Um, and then, I, then our road manager shot himself in the head, which it's not funny, but it, it's sort of that, that was weird. Yeah. Um, and and things kind of started falling apart from there. And I don't think it was because we were that bad, but <laughs> who knows? <laughs> wow. Okay. So we go from playing in a band in Paris, quarter of a million record sales into the publishing industry and now moving, um, moving into helping clients become publishers, getting the agency off the ground seven years ago. Um, so now you guys, you're, you're a growing agency now. What, is your, what does your team look like today, and what's kind of a profile of the clients that you guys are working with? Well, we became a HubSpot partner five years ago, and that kind of changed the game somewhat, as, as it has for many. Uh, but it certainly gave us a far more sophisticated toolkit. Um, but to begin with, we're, we're a small team. I, I, we still are, really. There's 10 of us. We're all on site. I've been through several painful journeys trying to do it in other ways. But I'm not talking about working with people remotely. I'm talking about working with freelancers okay. when, I talk, when I talk about the pain. So there's 10 of us on site here in a Georgian building. We've got the whole thing uh, invested quite heavily in, in the, the building um, and invest very heavily in the people and how we do what we do, which isn't just necessarily about the inbound but how we go about delivering it so processes we, we've we've um had our fair share of pain trying to find the ways in doing that we've been through maven link we've tried zoho we've been through Basecamp. uh we were with time fox for a while uh you know we, we've we've tried lots of ways of organizing ourselves and come to the realization along the line that it's probably more about how we organize ourselves rather than organizing around a piece of software. Amen. And that's, yeah. That's awesome. And I love what you said. It's not, it's not so much the what, but it's the how. Like how are we going to go about organizing ourselves and whatever your journey is to discovering that, there's going to be pains and bumps along the way. But you're, you're, if that is your journey, if that's kind of the, the fixed point that you're working towards, you're going to discover things along the way. And you're going to learn a lot about yourself and your team as you go there. So that that's awesome, Jeremy. Yeah, I, I would say that it it seems obvious once you come through the other side of it, but it wasn't obvious to me at the time as we were coming through it. And I do believe that there was an element of, you know, I'm surrounded by all these amazing innovations and in technology and these pieces of software, and they can fix everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was wrong. Yeah. So uh, that, that you're. You're, you're, it's, it's what you bring to the tools, not, not, not the tools themselves. And the tools can surely help, but it's about what you bring into them. That's been my experience. Awesome. Um, so talk, talk to me about that journey of kind of getting to the how. 
one thing as we were kind of preparing for this interview and we've had conversations before I know that you guys work with consultants you you've mentioned that you invest heavily into the team and into the how um, talk to us about um, that process and you know, you know what have you guys learned through that what are some lessons there and where has it brought you to today okay well um, you may remember uh, at Inbound three years ago, I think it was, maybe two, uh, the guys from Traction uh, were in the house and uh, I read the book. I thought it was a great idea. I forgot about it. Uh, then I read Get a Grip and I thought, yeah, that's still a good idea. Um, then I forgot <laughs> about it. <laughs> um, and then I started to really feel the pain of growing uh, whilst the OS is um, probably for companies that are larger than Equinet, the principles behind it and the way, the simple way in which it seems to draw on lots of great ideas, none of them of which are necessarily original, but it's a bit like HubSpot EOS. It's taken some great things and it's pulled them together in a formula, in a format that you can work with that somehow makes it all hang together so much better. So we started self-implementing at the beginning of this year. Um, I thought I was uh, very clever by actually getting onto the implementer course and using the videos of Gino Wickman actually teaching implementers. And that's how we did it at first. We self-implemented oh, wow. using Gino as our implementer. You have to understand that uh, Gino has <laughs> is, is got a cer certain way about him, which was fantastic. And to a certain extent, it worked. But I, I just could feel that we were making mistakes along the way and we weren't necessarily self-correcting. And I, I just thought, well, let's, let's bite the bullet and invest in an implementer. We'll see if this is going to help. And boy, did it help. Um, so we're working with an implementer called Dean Briley of Grow or Die. What a great name. That's great. <laughs> uh, one of only two implementers actually in the UK. Uh, interestingly, he, he's got a marketing background. So oh, that, nice. also, that also helps. And these guys are pure to the process. And they so since then, we've been doing quarterlies with him. And we're going to continue working with him. At the moment, it's just the leadership team, which is Eric Swain uh, and Kirsten Story and myself. Uh, but we have found that the structure it gives us has helped us improve way beyond uh, we were able to do in the space of time we've improved this year. So especially bringing on the implementer, that's what massively accelerated the process. Okay. So, so, and in part that led to, um, not a realization that agile was the way forward that, that came in part by, I had the great fortune of being invited to agency week by Mike Lieberman from square two, um, last November. And, I spent a week there shadowing the agency and saw them just as they were implementing Agile and their, their scrums or hives were beginning to do that. Um, extraordinary to, to let 10 agency owners into your company like that. And he deserves huge credit, I think, 
for doing that and giving back in that way. And that's where I, the, the penny really dropped for me, that taking uh, an agile scrum approach to inbound could absolutely be done. And then it's reading books like Do Twice Work in Half the Time, I think it's Dan Sutherland, and reading much more about it and speaking to lots of other agency owners uh, like Craig Wiltshire from Strato and other people um, because I, 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 I hang out quite a lot online on the phone uh, in social and at events with other agency owners and I'm always interested to hear how they do it, what they do, when they do it, why. And I think some of the, the best are, are beginning to use Agile Scrum. And for us, we knew this time that the, the, the right way to start was with a consultant. So we've been working with a chap called Chris Hodgson from We Mean Lean, and uh, he has really helped us through what is actually qu quite a difficult process to, to implement, especially for someone like me who has to let go yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and allow the team to come through and start working in ways at a much higher level. And it's 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 a fantastic experience. It's tough, but it's really good. But it but by the same token, you know that costs money. Um, but I believe Equinet is going further faster through this investment, and we have happy people working here and inspired and engaged and and are learning and are embracing the culture. And, and living the culture. And, and I think it's in part because of this Agile Scrum approach. In fact, I'm convinced it is. That's fantastic. Um, now, someone listening who's never, who knows about this or has heard about it before, but is kind of overwhelmed by it, um, what, break it down for us. Where do you start or where do you begin the process of applying Agile Scrum to you know, marketing services, what was kind of the first step that the implementer walked you guys through? And, you know, what were you guys thinking as you walked that journey? Um, I think it's, it's, it's interesting. In some ways, it's about process. In other ways, it's about other ways, it's about responding. So it sounds like they don't necessarily live on the same planet, if you know what I mean. But um, the process of uh, beginning to understand how to develop your backlog and then how to uh, set up your scrums and whether you you need to do weekly scrums or fortnightly scrums or monthly scrums, sprints, sorry, not scrums. Um, that all needs to evolve rather than be prescribed it would seem. So it's what's right for you and what's right for the team. Um, so um, the, the process of learning to do daily stand-ups that aren't more than a quarter of an hour long, the process of learning to do sprint planning meetings that don't go on forever, uh, that do come from the team, that do respond to what's actually happening uh, with your engagements with for each client rather than just what's prescribed out of the box because that's what you sold as your inbound engagement yeah and 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 equally uh educating your clients 
into the process, helping them understand why you're doing that, how it's better for them, and then inviting them into the process ad advisedly, I hasten to add. Um, so ideally, they get involved in the backlog meetings as well. What I will say, it's very clear to me, we've been uh, doing it now for eight months, and I, we're, we're, we'll be into the you know next spring summer before I, I really feel that we'll we'll be we'll have it down pat. Um, it's it's a long process. Uh, it's 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 not easy, and you you have to continually improve. It was interesting. We we I took five. Uh, members of the team to Dublin recently to Luke Summerfield's growth driven design workshop. Yeah. And uh, an awful lot of what happens in growth driven design or the, how, how he's laying it out is absolutely in line with this agile scrum approach. Um, and I, th I think it, as, as I was saying earlier, it's, it's not, it's not something that's prescriptive and I, and I, sincerely believe that it's going to be slightly different for every single agency uh, and the part of the problem is uh, all of the thinking the books the you know the the content you can find around agile scrum in the main is about software development yeah. and you definitely have to adjust for that because this is not software development um, and there are repeatable processes inherent in what we do that's for sure but it's it's really getting far more involved in 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 the middle of the funnel in the conversion rate optimization pieces. It's looking at what's actually happening and then deciding if you need to do more of this. Then if you're going to do more of that, does that you somehow you need to either be able to do less of something else, or you need to be talking about increasing. Uh, the retainer, which is not an easy conversation. So getting that piece right is difficult. And you have to tread carefully on eggshells, I think, when you're starting out. So um, the, the a part of the way in which it is hanging together is, is having a fantastic team. And, and for, for us, anyway, them being here and that we are working this together, we see the whites of each other's eyes. When I was at Square Two, you know, some some of the people were working remotely very effectively, but you know that's a a bigger team that's been doing this for longer. Um, I don't know if I'm really answering a question. I'm I'm kind of just giving you feedback based on the experience so far. Yeah, uh, but but. It's uh, what you're sharing is really helpful and it's got, I've got like a, like a thousand follow-up questions in my head right now, Jeremy. So I'm going to try to boil it down and keep it simple. Um, the first question comes around um, pricing. How, mm -hmm. how are you setting clients' expectations for this type of a process and how are you pricing the delivery? So, I, well, pricing, I, I, if I understand your question, or let me ask you, are you saying, do we price differently because we're doing Agile Scrum? Yeah, I'm trying to sort out. So you're, if you're doing, if you're constantly grooming your backlog and you're doing your sprint 
reviews and you're noticing that there's certain activities that we want to double down on and certain activities that we don't, um, are you just, are how are you grading how much activity you guys do within the price that you're charging the client? Um, like, are you operating, like you say, I've got, you know, 5,000 pounds worth of, um, a retainer here per month. I need to make sure that we're delivering underneath that. Um, you know, how, how are you guys reviewing that internally? And then how do you present it to a client, um, to make sense of this? Okay. The, there's some very interesting things in, in, in that question for, for us anyway. Um, so as yet, we've not put up our, pri- our prices for a client because of the way we do this. However, we have stopped working with certain clients because they simply weren't coming with us. Uh, and there were, you know, it's the, these are some of the pains that we've been through and, and we're, we're, we're probably not the only ones. We, we were working with some clients that were far more focused on the cost of things rather than the value of what was being delivered. We were working with a few clients who were simply on retainers that were too low and they were just as much work and twice as much trouble. And this year has has been difficult because we've been working through processes uh, that require that we stop working with certain people because it simply can't work. So the clients we are working with now We've got fantastic relationships with. They understand how we're doing, what we do, and they're they're beginning to see the benefit of our, this approach to it. And they're working with us, uh, and are excited about the fact that if you approach inbound in this way, then it's far more in response to what's actually happening rather than what you planned or guessed might happen. Awesome. So, so, so at the end of the day. The answer to your question to right now is we've not been putting up prices. What I can tell you is our prices are going up at, okay. in the next, actually. So our prices will go up. That doesn't necessarily mean that they will go up immediately for our existing clients. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that for new clients, that is what will happen. And that's how we'll deal with the fact that uh, – so uh, – once again, just being completely candid about it, I think maybe we've been underpricing a little. Yeah. You know, so, um, and it's harder to sell bigger retainers. And uh, that doesn't mean that it's the wrong thing to do. It just means that you, you've got to be far more... Um, disciplined in your sales processes and and what what constitutes a good fit uh, for you as well as whether we are truly a good fit for the client which is an equally important question I think yeah and it's when you hit those hard decisions I think I don't know there's uh, the agencies that get to where they want to go they embrace them and the agencies that that spin their wheels and struggle to grow and to scale are the ones that either skirt the hard questions or they, they throw up excuses when they hit those hard questions. Um, so props to you guys for just doubling down and working through it. Um, this is kind of a technical question, um, but I'm really curious about how you guys score, uh, score your cards as you're filling up the backlog so that you know what you can do each month. Can you walk us through that process and how you guys are kind of going through the scoring process? 
Yeah. Um, story cards from a software development perspective in Agile Scrum don't work too well in my experience for inbound, but pointing based on effort um, in terms of what the team delivers is how we run the process. And we do that using Trello um, and we point and have repointed. And I think we've, we've got that bit right now that's different to pointing for uh client points so um there is one of the measures in client points is the effort points that go into the sprints um i i think one of the really difficult things to get right with this whole process is velocity um and if you if you start repointing then your your velocity has gone gone to hell uh, in a handcart anyway. So um, maybe we're a bit early in the process. Uh, once again, I'm not absolutely certain I'm answering your question, but uh, it, it, the best I can answer it is to say it is it is more around effort. It's not around time, although time can have a bearing, um, and it's not story cards in in the way that one would do with software development. That for me doesn't work so well with with inbound. From the, I'm curious when you start a new client project, where, yeah. um, how do you know where to begin? You know, do you are you going through some type of a game plan process to assess where they are today and figure out what that first sprint's going to look like, or how do you get the ball rolling into something like this? Um, we have a, a quite an extensive process for building out strategy. So we run uh, quite a few workshops. So we, we start with a, a brand workshop, I call it brand. Uh, it's uh, really, it's about core propositions and defining the reasons to believe those core propositions. Um, it's, it's really trying to uh, un, uh, 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 unearth the differentiators, if you like, and the, the key messaging uh, for different parts of the website. That's why we go through it. Um, uh, we do a different persona workshop, um, but we're sending out a ton of questionnaires. We're, we're actually interviewing some customers. Where it's, it's quite a long process, but we're doing content workshops where we're we're sorting out synopses in in the way one would have done back in my days in in publishing for for, for articles. So you're 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 creating those synopses for the content at the top or the consideration stage, um, and we're running website workshops to understand whether the right way forward for a customer is working with what they have or whether it's a more tr traditional website redesign approach or whether it's, it is a, a growth-driven design process. Uh, we're doing all kinds of audits. I th I'm pretty sure this is going to be along the lines of what you'd call a game plan. Um, the words game plan, I think people understand them in this country, but they I I'm not sure they're used in the same way. But um, uh, it's it's very hands-on. We get people in the room. We do run things remotely. We, we work with companies in America as well, and we've done um, twice. We've done all of this work via Skype, actually, but via video Skype um, uh, w with the workshops running in exactly the same way. Uh, and it's worked just fine with different bits of kit for 
you know, we've got this process of sticking lots of post-it notes on the wall, as, as many people do. And, and we're able to do that um, remotely using uh, post-it note apps that allow you to do that, as well as filming it. There's a there's a really good piece of kit from Logitech that enables you to have audio and video. It's uh, about a thousand dollars, and it's, it cranks out really high quality with, with Skype video, and so we're able to do that remotely with people too. So um, when when we come to defining what uh, a you know the retainer activity is going to look like, we've got a huge amount of pointers, but we're not particularly planning out beyond three months. Okay. We'll have we'll have an expectation. We'll talk to the client about where we believe we can get to together over the year or beyond. But um, in terms of activity, we are not trying to plan out beyond that because we want to respond to what's actually happening rather than guess what's going to happen. Awesome. Now, when you guys get started, do you do you guys see any? Or is there a traditional like client journey that you walk people through where after we build our strategy, then we're going to address your HubSpot funnel or we're going to jump into your website first? Or does it really vary client to client on the prescription that you guys present after that strategy workshop session is all wrapped up? Yeah, it definitely depends from, from client to client. We, we we work just in manufacturing technology and professional services. And as you can imagine, the, the process uh, or some of the activities or, or the coming out of a professional services firm is slightly different to, to that of a manufacturer. Um, and it, it really does depend. I, I could tell you a story about we had a fantastic win this September. We're now working with a very large division of Belden in upstate New York. Um, the interesting thing about that story is that started um, two and a half years ago uh, with a UK manufacturing company, uh, manufacturing fiber cable, who who started working with us because they were venture backed and they needed an exit and they, so they needed aggressive growth. The, the requirement uh, for that operation that was a, a five million pound company, um, relatively small company, was very much around content, the need to blog a lot and create a lot of value through eBooks and um, uh, ensuring that an awful lot of people were seeing that content. Um, and we we helped them grow by over 700% in terms of the traffic and uh, creating leads uh, by 17x. Um, and after two years, they were acquired. Uh, the acquirer, based on the website we built during the process, asked us to build their website for them, do a website redesign for them, which was a very different set of requirements or needs and interests and what what we needed to do for them and how we needed to go about it. And in September, they we've we, we now built the site and now we're, we're on an inbound retainer with them. But this is a company that's got an 80% market share in the US and a 65% market share worldwide. Wow. And they're 
and the requirement is completely different to where this whole journey started with a five million pound company in the UK. Uh, the, 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 the really another nice thing about that is the CFO from the acquired company, who obviously that then left, uh, has hired us in, in his new venture. So inbound, it keeps on giving. Do you see my, my point in talking about the different requirements? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's important then to get in and actually talk to people and run those discovery sessions. And if you can make it happen in person, but if you can't make it happen in person, invest in technology to, to help make it as personal as possible, because that's going to be key in dictating which direction you go. And I think the days, Jeremy, of just putting together a 12 month plan and walking away and to implement it are over. If I, I, com- I completely agree with you. I think companies, in a way, it sounds weird to say, but they're a bit like people. You know, if you just treat them the way you treat everyone else, then, you know, that's that romance is never going to bloom. Uh, it, it, it requires um, real engagement and, and, and it requires relationships that are based on trust, but are based on 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 getting beyond beyond the surface. So. Yeah, if, if if you're just churning it out and doing the same thing, then I think the problem with that is the word churn. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, you got to stay. You got to stay top of mind, but you got to stay top of heart as well with your clients because if you're, they're gonna sense that you're just kind of throwing stuff their way and it's not. There's nothing behind it. There's no attention to detail behind it, and they're gonna lose interest pretty quick. I think we 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 do run the danger. There's more and more inbound agencies out there, and we we run the risk. Uh, uh, I think uh, of being seen as just another, uh, and uh, you know it's 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 hard actually. I think doing inbound marketing really well. Do, it, it, it's it's not easy. Um, maybe there are people who, who who find it much easier than us, and maybe they've got better teams. But uh, I, I, you know, I, I used to be a bit more, um, I don't know, light-hearted about it all. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago. Um, but it it's tough, and you can sometimes lose business, and you 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 wonder how in the world that happened. Um, I, I'm repeating things other people have said, but you can be generating a ton of leads and get sacked, and you're thinking why? Well, it's because you don't have the sales piece in place, probably in most instances. Um, I think this move to uh, sales is so important. Uh, f- for inbound, and I call it inbound rather than inbound marketing or inbound sales. In fact, with even with growth-driven design, I think that this is all needs to be the part of the same thing. Ultimately, yeah. HubSpot is a tool that can enable all of it, and it's inbound. It's not just marketing. And part of the trick for us as agents is, in, in my opinion, is is getting good at all of that throughout the whole uh, process. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Jeremy. Um, 
I just want to thank you so much for coming on, for opening. I mean, you've pulled back the curtain and you've shared so many details with us. We really appreciate you because you're sharing the lessons that you've learned by, again, pushing through those hard moments that you hit as you're growing a business. And so just thank you on behalf of the listeners here for bringing us into your world for a little bit and sharing with us the lessons that you guys have learned. Um, we, I mean, I can just say that you guys are going to continue to see success because you continue to innovate and you learn from your mistakes and you, you move forward from there. So a big thank you for opening up and sharing. And if anyone who's listening wants to reach out or get in touch, what is, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, I'm a slightly old fashioned guy, it would seem. You can reach me on Jeremy at equinetmedia.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I still believe in email. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm at, at the Jeremy Knight on Twitter, which is just because Jeremy Knight had gone. So I oh, thought I'd be nice. the Jeremy Knight. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect, Jeremy. Um, but I, I love hooking up with people on LinkedIn too. So. Beautiful. Well, thank you again for coming on and sharing, sharing successes, sharing failures, sharing tools along the way. It's been awesome. Thank you very much for inviting me, Andre. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.